Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my arms for battle and my fingers for war. This is the Call to Duty Podcast. episode of the Charlie 2 Delta podcast. We've got Father Jake Almeter back with us tonight, and tonight we're talking about becoming a man of action. So, Father Jake, it's good to see you again. Good to see you too, Luke. Okay. So, you know, one of my my favorite quotes, I remember seeing a a poster of this uh, after 9-11 when I was active duty, and it was a picture of, you know, four or five special operators And this quote that's been attributed to Edmund Burke, that all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And so, you know, I I recently researched that a little bit, and apparently Edmund Burke didn't say that, but but it's still a fantastic quote, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight, is, is, is how we become good men, men of action, because the culture war and the battles out there are real. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Sounds good. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about our college-age guys, right, that come to the Call to Duty uh, retreat weekend, right? Right. We, we are wanting to reach into this group of awesome young men and help them to become this man of action, right, this man that's going to step into the breach maybe at some point, right? And right now in this college age, they're, they're very much, you know, still in training type of a thing, right? So uh, let's talk a little bit about discipline and virtue. Okay. And, uh, you know, what, uh, what does that mean for this, this group of men? Uh, and what are some of the things that, that you like to talk about uh, when, we, when we think about that? Sure. Definitely, like, for example, when I, when I have young guys coming to me asking for some spiritual advice, maybe they're dealing with an issue, maybe they're even dealing with a particular sin or whatever it is, and they, they ask you, like, hey, what is it that I could be doing? How, how can I get over this, whatever, right. whatever it is, or how can I figure this out? And the biggest things I always tell them is, like, look, you, you've got to be disciplined in your life. Um, and so when it comes to, like, discipline and virtue, like, for example, the definition of virtue, you know, what is it? It is basically a habit that is oriented toward the good. Right. Whereas the opposite, vice, is a, a bad habit. So right. oriented toward doing something bad or bad right. something that's you know that's not good. And so in order to truly develop virtue, to live a virtuous life, we've got to be developing habits ori- oriented toward the good. Right. Which requires discipline. You bet. You know, and so therefore, yeah, saying no to things on trying to do on a constant basis, saying no to things that aren't good for you, and saying yes to things that are. Yeah. Um, and so, disciplining oneself is very important of um, to, to kind of begin to truly train oneself to truly help develop oneself into being able to live a life centered on God as opposed to centered on the world and right. other things. You know, one of the things that we do on Saturday morning of the call to duty retreat weekend is it's an early morning wake up right yeah Uh, one of the hardest things to do is to get out of the rack you know and and so 
we want to bring to men, if, if we can't get up in the morning, we are going to struggle to build the strength that we need to be a real man of virtue, a man of action. So getting up early is one of those um, super good, very ordinary disciplines that will really pay off in your life, right? Right, absolutely. Um, now, getting up early, go ahead. Well, I would say going back to that, just that very topic, um, is and this, I remember this coming to myself in prayer one time uh, when I was really trying to figure out when I got here to Most Holy Trinity as a pastor. Because every parish I go to, when you get assigned a new assignment, you have to figure out when is the best time to pray. Right. When's the best time going to be? Because right. it was ingrained in me in the seminary, but also too, even growing up as a kid, all the way through my high school years, college years, like to truly live a virtuous life, to truly be disciplined, you have to be also be a man of prayer. It's very important at right. least when it comes to being God-centered, when it comes to discipline and virtue. And so, um, and so I was praying one day, I was just trying to figure out when is the best time for me to pray? Well, ultimately, good prayer has to be what we call the best the first fruits it right. has to be the first fruits of our life to truly give God glory and honor. We have to give him our first fruits. And just thinking of my own personal, I like the, the best time to be able to do that is to get up early. Cause I know the life of a priest is you never know what that afternoon and evening is going to look sure. like. It's going to be sure. crazy. And if I don't get my prayer in first thing in the morning, I'm not going to get it. Like right. I should. Right. And, and to be honest, it, it really has so many different people and different backgrounds that ultimately ends up being the best time is first thing in the morning. Right. Um, and uh, to get that prayer in, so. you know, you know, I think we, I think we think that like college men, just like forget it. You can't get up early; it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, sleeping till two o'clock is kind of what happens. And I would just say, look, uh, no, <laughs> like it's like like right. like is that is that where we're at? Where we can't say no. There's nothing wrong with sleeping in, and maybe you know you've been hitting it hard, and you've been, and and so there's a certain day that you're saying I'm gonna I'm gonna rest more. Fantastic, but on a regular basis, we need to be disciplined. We you know we are kind of talking about you know training, you know, and 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 when you are undisciplined in training, you never become excellent. And and you know when we talk about virtue, I like that concept of we're talking about growing in in excellence, you know? Um, and, and so the regular discipline is the key to becoming proficient in any task. And if, and of course the prayer time is what gives us the grace that we need to do whatever it is that we're going to do that day, you know? And so if we've got a busy day, all the more reason that we need to carve out that time first thing in the morning and you know everybody's different you don't need to start with an hour of prayer time necessarily in the morning but start carving out that five to 15 minutes if you're a college kid not and and not necessarily that five to 15 minutes where you're you know you're driving to your class right i I want to devote that first fruits concept is a little bit different than that you know yeah we shouldn't give god our spare time Oh, that's good. We should give them our best time. Right. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's a, it's a great way of just kind of thinking about it. Like God deserves the best and we should, the time we give him should be our, some of our best time. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So, so we've got to start to grow in discipline and we can take lots of different things in our, in our daily lives, um, from getting up at a certain time to some physical training. You know, I, I'm a believer in 
that we as men need to be doing some form of physical training. Um, it can be different for lots of different guys. That's totally fine. If we don't challenge ourselves physically, you know, growing in virtue requires a, you know, we were talking about this in our last episode, that we have to continue to have a, a more difficult um, challenge you know, if, if we practice this, the easy stuff, we don't grow. Right. You know, and so, again, we, we need to have that physical challenge as well. Um, you know, we've got plenty of eating and drinking out there that we can work on discipline, you know. Um, so, again, we, you know, we cannot be a, a man of action without having that discipline starting to show up in our lives and this is the time that that college age where we where we need to start to put that into place. Right. Right. All right. So you know, a, a lot of a lot of guys um, and young men, you know, kind of don't know what to do. Right. I know right. you hear that. Like you know, either it, trying to figure out what they what what should I be doing? Let's talk a little bit yeah. about a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's a common question that I get, uh, particularly amongst younger guys, whether it's in the confessional or just like we're just making small talk um, or maybe I'm on a retreat or wh- whatever it is. Or even people ask me about my vocation story, like they'll ask the question, you know, how did you know? Right. How did you know you're calling right. me a pre? All different kinds of things. And it's the same thing also too when it comes to maybe they're struggling with something or struggling with a sin or whatever. How do I get over this? Yeah. What do I do? And again, it has to do with this discipline, growing this virtue, but you know, you have to get them to figure out, or at least to begin starting to develop a prayer life. That's so important. So many guys, so many young guys, just do not know how to have a good prayer, life, a good prayer life. Right. You know, they right. they might have grown up as a kid or grown up through their high school years. Maybe their parents taught them somewhat how to pray, but many of them do not know uh, what it means to have a prayer time. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah. I have to sit here for 15, 20 minutes <laughs> and, like, just sit here and maybe read something or... Wait for uh, something wait to for happen. Something. Like, we, we, yeah. We're so used to it. And this is the problem about our modern technological age is we have to feel like we need to be stimulated all the time. Mm. Whether we're on our phones or our laptops, computers, video games, whatever it is, we have to feel like we need to be stimulated all the time. And that's actually the opposite when it comes to spending a relationship with the Lord is you have to be quiet. After all, one... The Lord appeared or manifested or you know right. revealed himself to Elijah right. on the mountain. He wasn't in the storm, he wasn't right. in the lightning, he wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the earthquake, he was in the quiet. Right. You know? Right. And um, that's how we ultimately get to to hear the voice of God. That's where we ultimately get to experience this is what God wants me to do, this is what he's calling you to do. Um, but at the same time you also get insights of how to overcome maybe some some vices or something like that. Right. But, um, but the Lord gives you graces to, to, to work on. That. I like I like what what you were telling me about a little bit earlier, as we were talking about man of action, and we were talking about the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And because you know, one of the first things that you know I would recommend that we do when we get into that prayer spot and that prayer time is that we ask the Holy Spirit to come, to be present, to inspire us, etc. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit as the action of God. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a terminology or a phrase I like to throw out there just to describe who the Holy Spirit is. Because again, theologically speaking, you know, Trinitarian theology as yeah. we speak, you know, yeah. we, we a simple definition of the Holy Spirit of who the Holy Spirit is. It's the you know, He's the love between the Father and the Son. And well, 
this love that the father has for the son and son has for the father is not just some passive love. It's not right. just some just something just simple. It just sits around. No, this is this is active. It it, it brought about creation. It brought about right. this our sanctification. Like all these different things. So it's always active. And so I like to say the Holy Spirit is the action of a God. God working. God actually, yeah, manifesting His love. Right. Um, for us and for each other and for between the persons. And so it's just. So this is so yeah. The Holy Spirit is the action of God. So God wants us to work in a sense to to get to move. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. And so so if we want to truly be able to live out our potential of who we are as sons or daughters of God, um, we've got to act in order yeah. to truly be able to act on what God wants to do. We've got to open ourselves got, up to that. Got to be it in, is yeah. God. Got to be in tune God. with so, the Holy Spirit. I love to. you know the story of 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 the apostles after the ascension. Before Pentecost, right? And so, you know, they were still kind of hiding. Um, the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost, and then what happens? Man, the church is born. 180 degrees. You know, the dudes just, roll out yeah. to go everywhere, yeah. right? So, you know, to be men of action, we have to be men of the Holy Spirit. That's right. You know? That's right. Um, awesome. Well, and so, you know, just thinking about, uh, you know, when... Uh, we were at Mass there at Ascension Sunday, and I, we'll kind of stay with this theme a minute. I loved how when you extinguished the Easter candle, right, this light, this candle that represents Christ here on earth with us, right? And then that, that gets extinguished at this Feast of the Ascension when Christ returns to heaven. And, and you know, sitting in the pews, I was like, all right, well... Christ is back in heaven, and now the Holy Spirit's going to come, and we got to get on the move. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about so in the in the um, in the traditional Latin Mass that takes place where after the at, during the Ascension Mass, right after the Gospel is read, the Paschal candle is extinguished. Um, that doesn't happen in the in the in the normal in the new Mass today. Right. That happens um, when we finish Pentecost. Um, but that was just the symbolism in, in, the, in the traditional Latin Mass they wanted to manifest that once the ascension took place, so after we heard the gospel yeah. and we heard the first reading of Christ ascending into heaven, like, okay, and this is being manifested in the, in the liturgy in the Mass at this moment where, right. yep, Christ ascends into heaven. That's what we're celebrating here. What does that mean? Why is it extinguished? Well, yes, the Paschal candle represents exactly that, Christ. Who, who the light of Christ, who came into the world, suffered and died. His mission is complete in the sense right. of he did this. He brought about our salvation. That's right. And but he didn't bring about our salvation just for us to sit around. Right. You know he did like he did it so that we can now be. He's the model. He's the he's the the uh, the firstborn Adam in the sense of creation, like this new creation, this new covenant he's established with us. So we're called to follow suit. And so he's like, all right, I've taught you how to do it. I've revealed my love. I've called you into this love. Now I'm going to give you the very action of God, the very oh, Holy Spirit, powerful. the very love of God, so that you now know what to do. Right. So I'm going, as I ascended to heaven, because i got to remind you that you're not made for this world. You're made to be with me, the Father, and the Holy Spirit in heaven. And so I am going up there to take my rightful place as the King, as the Messiah, and to reign from heaven. But you have to get here. Right. But I've given you all the tools. I've given the example, and I'm going to give you my very spirit, right? Um, so that you can actually can do this. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't create you just to sit around, but I created you for action. I created yeah. you to live out who you are—a yeah. son or daughter of God. 
And so by, uh, by ascending into heaven and the extinguishing of the Paschal candles, that symbolism of we've got to get to work now. So right. We, and right. the apostles, and that's what happens. Once Pentecost comes, they get to work. Right. They are not afraid. They get immediately to work, and yeah. they start yeah. proclaiming the gospel of yeah. Christ. Yeah. And, and I mentioned to you that St. Jose Maria Escriba, the founder of Opus Dei, um, has a great little analogy he uses, or not so even an analogy, it's just this beautiful thing he takes to say. Um, and it has to do with uh, when he founded his, his, or his, his Society of Apostolic Life. Opus Dei means work of God. That's the Latin for work of God. And so he says, you know, when you go to Mass and you receive the Lord, you are receiving, you are being physically and spiritually united to Christ. Right? When you receive Holy, the Holy Eucharist, you receive the body and blood of Jesus. Well, when you leave the church, you're, you're just getting started. You've just received Christ. You've just been physically and spiritually united with Christ to right. the point where you actually become like Christ or become right. Christ. Right. And you become even closer to the one body of Christ. And so, therefore, you are called to actually take what you just received, what you just experienced, the Mass. You now go out into the world and become an extension Amen. of the Mass. So you become an extension not only of Christ but of a salvific act to the world. You actually are bringing that with you wherever you go after yeah. you receive the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, we've got, we've got we, to get to work. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, you know, this is what it is all about, to be men of the Holy Spirit, right? This spirit of love, um, this spirit of action that is going to go out into the world, you know, the call did not end 2,000 years ago with the apostles. As we just talked about, every day we leave from Mass, we go out to do the apostles' work, to do Jesus' work through the power of the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, oriented to the Father, as we talked about on the last episode. We know where we're going, and we're, we've got to get on the move to that. So beautiful. Right. Let, let's, uh, let's wrap it there, Father. Maybe... If you can give us a, a blessing and a prayer yeah. to become the men of action that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, to kind of close this out, just, just kind of recap it just a little bit. So this is why it's important to, in order to be able to be Christ, to be to bring be an extension of Christ into the world, to take the Mass with us, to take the Holy Eucharist with us, in a sense, in our hearts, to manifest that. That's why it's important to, to be to continue to develop um, one's relationship with the Lord, why it's important to discipline oneself, um, grow in virtue so that we actually have the capacity. So whenever we grow in discipline, we were growing virtue, our capacity to be Christ to others, it so much more increases um, and the capacity to love. This is interesting. So whenever you go to confession, which is you're practicing a discipline, you're practicing a virtue, you're practicing humility here, um, you're receiving grace. Every time you go to confession, it increases your capacity to love. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that it's a, it's actually a great virtue, a great, a great sorry, a great grace that you receive whenever you go to confession. Um, that it actually expands your heart, your spiritual heart, to be able to love more. God fills it more, um, and so the importance of growing in these disciplines, these virtues, so that we can have the capacity to actually do greater work. Um, we're not just kind of stunted, not just mediocre, but we actually have a greater capacity. So, but we'll close with a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, come Holy Spirit, enlighten our hearts, enlighten all those listening to this podcast, that we will be men of action. Men of action who are whose hearts are burning with 
the fire of the love of Christ, the love of God, love the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that we are burning, that we strive to always be uh, men of action who are keeping our hearts centered on Christ, striving for discipline, striving for virtue, that we will always be the men going out into the world to bring Christ with us, uh, that we don't sit around, that we are that we are men who are willing to do what's right so that evil does not triumph. Um, that we are always striving for that. And to stay close to especially the great saints of the church as role models. You don't see, you never see a lazy saint. There's no such thing as a lazy saint. So we ask you, Lord, for the graces we need to be true men of God, true men of action, to not be afraid, but to allow ourselves to be disciplined and to grow in virtue. When you ask, of course, the intercession of St. Joseph, but also to Our Lady, so gentle, so loving, but yet at the same time who we are inspired by her humility to know that, um, that she always wanted to be obedient to the will of God because it was the best, the best for her life. And when we do the will of God, it's the best for ours, which ultimately leads us to heaven. So we ask the intercession of the great saints, Mary, Mother, St. Joseph. We ask all this through the power and love of the Holy Spirit through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Awesome, Father Jake. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, men. Remember, the battle is on. Are you in?